0: podcast and despite calls for a uh, forensic audit of our podcast results and listener uh, totals uh, we are the most listened to podcast in the entire house republican caucus that's right I, yeah cry harder neil, neil lesher everybody over there you know look i'm not going to comment on other podcast brands within this caucus uh or what they may or may not do but uh, our listenership i found out this week reaches across the commonwealth shout outs for shout outs uh ann coleman who's uh, uh well-known uh Republican staffer at one point and uh, been associated with a lot of offices and a lot of uh, Republican work. Uh, listens to the podcast, big fan. Wow, all the way out in Western so, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Hey, Ann, how you doing? Good to see, you. good to see you that, uh, this week on the road. But well, look, uh, another kind of crazy week here in the uh, in, in in state government, right? Yeah. Let's start with our favorite topic over the summer. Larry Krasner, who uh, made it known <laughs> that he was not going to cooperate with uh, subpoenas from the uh, House Select Committee on Restoring Law and Order. Go figure. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, his quest to make Pennsylvania or Philadelphia the new San Francisco. He uh, has basically said that, yeah, you know what? I don't think that people need to follow the law in Philadelphia. And I'm not following the law either by cooperating with the subpoena. Yeah, yeah, he thinks he's above the law.
1: Generally assembled, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a district attorney who does not exist. Larry Krasner. A learner on a crusade to stamp out the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless in a world where the DA operates above the law.
0: So what's the next steps on that? Well, I mean, look, I think there's there's a, a couple of things, and I'm not going to pry open the, uh, the lid of an investigation here. But the General Assembly has tools that can be used to... Uh, force compliance. And I I just think it sends a bad message. One is an attorney and two is the chief law enforcement officer in the state's largest city to say that you're not going to comply with a lawfully issued subpoena, which stems from a committee created by a bipartisan vote of the Pennsylvania General Assembly. You're you're saying that you do not believe that the law applies to you and you're setting a poor example. And frankly, it was an opportunity for Larry Krasner to come and set the record straight. Be transparent about the things that have been going on and offer recommendations to this committee, which, by the way, one of its charges is to make recommendations about how to make Philadelphia safer and stop gun violence. He could have been an active participant in that, but instead he said he wants to remain above the law, not have the law apply to him, just like he does not apply the law to the people who are committing violent acts of murder and robbery and aggravated assault and gun violence in Philadelphia. Um, you know, the, the, the same philosophy that he applies to the most uh, violent of criminals in Philadelphia is now seeping into the highest levels of the Philadelphia District Attorney's Office. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually just thinking that.
1: If he truly believes that he's doing the job and and within the Constitution doing, doing his job faithfully, he would come forward and explain that, right? But instead, he's hiding behind closed doors. You know, he goes out in press conferences and says, well, we don't actually have a violence pro- pro- problem in Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, there's no crisis here. Don't, there's no crisis see here.
1: I mean, the police chief would disagree with that. She has very vocally. Well,
0: and the police chief says that she's philosophically uh, has a philosophical dis- disagreement with the DA about how law enforcement should be. And Danielle Outlaw is not the most conservative police commissioner that's ever been in Philadelphia. No. She came from Oregon, uh, also has a different law enforcement philosophy. But when when you have someone like police commissioner Outlaw being like, I don't know, that guy's a little too much for me. <laughs> you, you really, you really got to wonder what's going on there.
1: Can I just say, like, Police Commissioner Outlaw is probably the most
0: amazing name. That's an awesome like, name. It's such an amazing name. Uh, neither here nor there. I mean, look, Here, here's the bottom line. No one in Philadelphia is working to make the city streets safer in the DA's office, especially at the highest levels. When there is a concerted effort to, uh, as we saw in a recent Supreme Court case uh, with a uh, a police-involved shooting to literally use every prosecutorial tool to go after uh, and try to convict a police officer and not use those same tools when convicting violent offenders uh, who who are murdering each other in the streets of Philadelphia and and letting them back on the streets. Um, And when you have a philosophy of standing up and saying that the law does not apply to me, I am not going to comply with lawful orders, you really have to wonder what's going on in Philadelphia. There's something that needs to be fixed and we in Harrisburg as a Republican caucus have been leading on this issue not only do we provide significant funds in the budget for, uh, for more law enforcement and crime prevention efforts in Philadelphia and across the state But we're also taking this comprehensive view with the select committee in making recommendations and investigating what's going on in Philadelphia so that we can make our city safer in in Philadelphia. Philadelphians, believe it or not, as some people here tend to forget, Philadelphians are Pennsylvanians too. They deserve to have the laws enforced for their, their safety. They deserve to have safe streets. They deserve to have Violent crime reduced, not increased. If you look at the numbers coming out of the Philadelphia Police Department, the number of homicides is on track to exceed the number from twenty twenty one, which nobody thought was even possible. It was such a high number last year, a historic high, almost an unprecedented high, and we're going
1: to beat that this year. We're on track to beat that. Well, it, you kind of hit on this. Like, there's this notion, or there's this, there's this message that comes out from Larry Krasner and from other uh, politicians in Philadelphia. That suggests that, you know, we should just butt out. It's Philadelphia. We're not from Philadelphia. We shouldn't have any say. Well, you know, right now is back to school season. Right. So there are students from all across this Commonwealth that are returning to Temple and to the University of Pennsylvania and St. Joe's and some of the other really great universities that are housed in Philadelphia. And we want those constituents, the constituents of our members and others to be safe and be able to, you know,
0: walk to class and not be fearful that they're going to get shot. Yeah, everybody, deserve, everybody deserves that. But, but I think what, what the problem is, is that we, ha- we, we have a, a district attorney and leadership in the DA's office. And it's not just the DA. There's, there's folks within the office who have been hired at the highest levels that share. You, you have to share that philosophy if you're going to be at the highest levels of the DA office in, in Philadelphia that really believe that the protection should be for the criminals and not for, you know, not for the citizens. You know, that's a backwards approach it's not worked for philadelphia larry krasner has not worked for philadelphia and you even see when when jim Kenney is being honest the mayor of philadelphia he says the same thing yeah well speaking of shocking violence i
1: actually have a funny story i want to share so earlier this week i was on a team's call which we've all become accustomed to these teams and zoom meetings and stuff like that and you know throughout the whole COVID experience uh there's been funny highlights you know we all remember the cat lawyer right? And the guy's like, uh, sir, I'm not a cat. You know, it's like, and everybody got a good laugh out of it. And then you had like, well, Jeffrey Toobin kind of ruined it for everybody, including his coworkers. But anyway, so I'm on this team's meeting and I'm not going to say who it was with. I don't really want to out anybody, but the topic of the team's meeting was pediatric behavioral health. So it's a very serious subject, but this, this woman is talking and she's of course working from home. And I see in the background, there's this golden retriever kind of laying on the couch. And then along the left side of the screen, I see this cat kind of like appear and the cat, it climbs up one of those cat trees and climbs into this little like cat house, right? And, and all of a sudden I see the golden retriever get up and he kind of like wanders over to this cat house. And then he's like up on his hind legs and he pokes his head in the cat house and I'm like, oh, they're playing, right? no, this dog forcibly removed the cat from the cat house and chucked it across the room. Did the person on the (laughs) the team's meeting know this is going on? She acted like nothing was going on in the background. And I'm like, I can't be the only person that just saw this. And one of my coworkers was on the call, and I could see him kind of snickering, right? So I'm like, okay, yeah, Nick saw it. (laughs) (laughs) So now, like, we're, we're talking about this very serious topic of pediatric behavioral health, and I'm just trying not to laugh. Because I'm like, I did not just see a dog eat a cat across the room and like forcibly remove it from its cat house. Maybe you were part of some sort of psychiatric experiment. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it was the most wild thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and people were <laughs> pretending like nothing even happened.
0: Yeah, and everybody's just like carrying on with the meeting. That's wild. That's a wild situation. Yeah. You should have recorded it. I, I wish I had it on video. Uh, you could have been famous. You could have been internet famous. Well, more so than you're, than you are. Anyway, right. just had to share that story for our listeners. Well, you know, we're rounding out here on a, on a pretty decent podcast here for, for the middle of summer here, the, the dog days uh, of summer. We never uh, looked that up. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. did we? The dog star. Oh, yeah. we looked it up. We did look it up. Somebody here looked it up. We have the facts.
1: Sort it's of. not interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it's generally a good podcast if we don't talk about Baby Shark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well. You know, I came back from, uh, from we were talking here offline, to a couple of days of uh, official travel, going about the Commonwealth. And, man, we are lucky to live in, in such a beautiful Commonwealth. And I think beyond that, uh, you know, I just wanted to, to raise raise that. It's, uh, it was a couple of beautiful summer days. Uh, we were driving out to the Northwest. And, and I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not new to driving around Pennsylvania from, you know, working in politics and government. But, you know, there are some days where you're just amazed by the sheer beauty and the, uh, the geographical uh, and cultural diversity of this commonwealth mm-hmm. and um there is there is no greater you know time when you're faced with that than when you're you know four or five hours away from uh from from you know the central pennsylvania area here uh, in either direction and i hadn't been up to the northwest in a while and uh and man what just a an incredible place and then driving down through the southwest uh just outside of pittsburgh and some of the small you know steel towns around there and you know, through the Allegheny River Valley and the, the Casey Valley and stuff like that. Just really, um, I'm in, in, in awe of this Commonwealth. We re- truly do live in a beautiful, uh, diverse, and wonderful state. And, uh, you know, sometimes that gets lost on, on us Here in government about how beautiful wonderful this commonwealth truly is yeah i I like to get out and
1: kind of explore different areas of the commonwealth because i think it helps understand the general assembly too right like you talked about the diversity i mean it is a very diverse state probably one of the most diverse states in terms of uh you know complete polar opposites communities you know from rural to urban um culturally and economically just very different parts of the state and, you know, working here in the General Assembly and, and trying to figure out, um, you know, how you kind of blend that all together and come up with policies that meet the needs of a very diverse population um, is very interesting. And I don't think that you can do it if you don't get out and see different communities and understand, you know, okay, this, this representative, this is, this is his or her constituents, and this is where they're coming from.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we were at a a candy shop in in southwestern Pennsylvania and um, the the shop owners themselves identified themselves as Democrats, uh, but said that uh, the Republican state rep who we were with has their vote because they said it doesn't it doesn't matter to me about party. It matters what's right and who does a good job for the community. And um, as as business owners, they saw, you know, exactly who had been standing up for them, helping to revitalize their community, bring people in. But, you know they, they, they share a lot of the same concerns you know that business owners do right Like that was one of the things that that was important to them. So you know they, they identified with one party but they they were happy to see people from another uh, because they we you know it was a, co- a good conversation about their issues. So you know it's just it's it, in, in my time on the official side here, it seems as though my travel uh, since I've been with the house has been in the wintertime. The winter to- wintertime is not the time you want to be driving around places in the Commonwealth especially to Erie yeah uh, the Northwest or the Southwest all very difficult travel in the yeah. snow but man a, a couple summer days here driving around uh, our beautiful Commonwealth uh, really just uh, restored our but uh, you know my faith in, in just how beautiful and wonderful this place is uh, you know there's there's I, I, when I was with a, a friend driving when I worked in politics and he pointed out to me just uh, by the Somerset exit in uh, on, on I-76 i 76 You can look off and there's this shack it's kind of like a shack there's like tarp over it Mm -hmm. and uh you know you drive there at night and the lights are on that's somebody's house really and yeah and he said you know there's somebody lives there he told me somebody lives there i didn't believe it uh, until i saw the lights on um you know that's a person we represent that's a person we work for they probably they likely vote i would imagine um but you know they shop at grocery stores they consume products they interact with Uh, business owners and the things that we provide and they're Pennsylvanian too and uh, you you get to meet different folks and meet them where they are and you know it's no longer a thought experiment in the halls of government it's a real you're confronting people in in the real world and where they're at it's uh it's it's something that I think everybody should do and everybody should get out and and take care of
1: it's fair season right now now's the time to go out and do this see your neighbors see the rest of the state
0: yeah and if you're uh in the Lancaster area it's f-a-i-r-e season <laughs> all right uh, but it's I'm ch- generally <laughs> assembled for this week folks uh, keep on listening uh, www.pahousegop.com slash my podcasts uh also available on google apple spotify for neil lesher i'm jason Godisman. and that's the podcast for this week